0: Ramanathan. thanks a lot for joining the middle road. I'm deeply uh, honored to be with you. Thank you so much. You're the mission director at Atal Innovation Mission, the flagship initiative set up by Niti Aayog to promote innovation and entrepreneurship in India. You're also on the board of directors at Defense Innovation Organization and Indo-US Science and Technology Forum. Further, you're the chairman of NZTE Bleachhead India Advisory Board. Now, First, before we start the kick interview, I'll just talk a bit about Atul Innovation Mission. I think it's uh, doing one of the most fantastic jobs in the world. Uh, Atul Innovation Mission is the driving force in promoting startup ecosystem along with boosting policy implementation for micro, small and medium enterprises as well as startups. AIM, as we call it, innovation within all actors in the society, including academia, non-profits, research organizations, uh, agri and medical research to boost socio-economic well-being for all it works as a collaborator and a single point of contact which is i think the best thing about here is like works as a single point of contact in enabling socio-economic reforms generating measurable social imp- change and impact mm, now since atal mission is doing so many things and we maybe will follow our top-down approach we go to Uh, each policies as Atal mission is implementing Mm. but before I start we go with the top question which comes to everybody's mind now there are a lot of initiatives taken by Atal mission uh, which have been you know taken to uh, have a very long-lasting sustainable social change and impact within the society now today India is the third largest ecosystem uh, in the world now that's not a small feat it's a major achievement of the present government which it's done over the last few years only Mm. you know it's happened uh, in very short period of time and which is of course thanks to the pol- policies taken by the uh, president indian government so we have leaf from, from to actually the 63rd position from a uh, 142 position in 2014 in ease of doing business mm-hmm. which is of course through very proactive and market friendly technology enabled processes and policies with an underlying foundation in best sustainable practices now before we delve into specifics of policies do share your holistic journey in achieving this milestone. Mm. Um, what, how do you say, what were the key, uh, you know, aspects? Aspects.
1: So, uh, first of all, uh, Nishan, thank you for uh, sort of a very comprehensive introduction to this uh, Athil Innovation mission. And uh, I've been very fortunate to get associated with this movement uh, in India. Uh, though I come from the private sector, I got this opportunity to get associated as the mission director to drive this uh, mission, which is actually a concept of the Prime Minister's uh, office uh, and under the auspices of the Niti Aayog. Uh, and of course, Niti Aayog is focused on uh, how it can nationally transform India. It's a national institution for transforming India. And uh, from this perspective, uh, innovation and entrepreneurship is extraordinarily important from an Indian context. Uh, we have 1.3 billion people as you are aware, and we have Uh, 1.4 million schools in our country, we have 10,500 engineering and related institutions in our country, we have 39,000 colleges, and we have 150 million young students who will be entering into the workplace over the next 5 to 10 years. And uh, the whole of the country is riding on the hope that these people are going to lead them to a better future. Now, in order to do that, uh, we have to ensure that we create an ecosystem of innovation and entrepreneurship in our country that's going to create thousands of job creators. Uh, You cannot just depend on existing organizations to be able to create jobs. You have to create new job creators. And for that, you need to have extraordinary capability and a very holistic approach to ensure that uh, people are able to find the ecosystem uh, for being able to realize their innovation potential, whether it be at the schools level, at the university level, at the industry level, at a NGO level, uh, at a state level, district level, and at a national level. So this is the holistic approach that Atal Innovation Mission has adopted to ensure that first and foremost, we create problem-solving innovative mindsets. You cannot become a nation of entrepreneurs and a nation of startups without having more and more people understand what it means to do problem-solving, what it means to be an innovator and acquiring a problem-solving innovative mindset. mindset. So, uh, this is, uh, for example, the reason why we have started at a school level because the Atal Tinkering Labs are an initiative uh, to ensure that thousands of school students or millions of school students uh, don't just get exposed to rote learning, which has served us well so far. It has enabled us to uh, be the nation that we are. Uh, we have, uh, for example, I've been a product of the rote learning uh, educational system. Uh, but what brought us here is not going to take us there. We have today a $180 million IT, billion dollar IT, IT ITS industry. And that has uh, been enabled because of the great passion for knowledge acquisition in young Indian students and Indian families. But now we are also living in a world where technology is changing the very shape of the world, uh, the way you are experiencing the world, the way the world is experiencing you. And so, how do we use all of this to create problem solving innovative? thinking in our young students. And that is how the adult engineering labs, for example, has been brought in. Right. And um, just to add on, you, you
0: know, you talked about Niti Aayog. Niti Aayog's one of the most fantastic initiatives has been like, which I'll say a sort of a positive uh, nudging, uh, to create a benchmark index. You know, this has never been done before. How the states are doing in terms of sustainable development goals, they sort of map it to each index and the grid so i think that itself you know the way the whole top down approach of being getting technology within the domain uh, using destructive technology for you know doing a lot good uh,
1: absolutely exactly. see the it's very important for us uh, only what you measure you can improve and therefore the niti ayog has very strongly focused on how do we create uh, first of all we collect the data uh, related to various states various districts uh, the niti ayog has done a fantastic job in identifying the 115 aspirational districts in our country. These are districts which rank low in terms of um, you know the ability to provide the right type of uh, hygiene, uh, health support, educational support and so on. So, there are a number of parameters that uh, have been drawn which are very important for the welfare of a state and the well-being of a state and its districts. Mm-hmm. So, this uh, has helped Niti Ayo as well as it helps India to focus on where we can improve where we can replicate some of the best practices. Some of the districts are very advanced in their performance. So what do we learn from them and how can we replicate them? And then there are some who are in between and who need a little nudge to be able to move into the high performing uh, states. And if you see some of the problem, I mean, while we are one of the fastest growing economies of the world, which is a fantastic thing from an incubation support VC support and all of that, that capability is growing in this country, which is very much required if you want to uh, help entrepreneurs. But at the same time, there are many challenges that we have. Affordable housing, 22% of our country is still below the poverty line. 44% of our country is still agri-economy based. And there is a huge migration happening, urban migration happening. Uh, There will be problems of water management, uh, affordable housing, clean drinking water for all, electricity for all. So these are all also challenges, how do we view these challenges as opportunities and inspire our entrepreneurs and inspire our young students to take these challenges head on, convert them into opportunities for startups, entrepreneurial uh, initiatives, and be able to solve the problem and thereby also create a huge employment capability within the country.
0: So, the, one of the best things, and as we come across uh, in the whole interview, is like how you're putting each actor within the system. We'll come to Earthl uh, Tinkering Labs. You're, I think it's it's a very well thought, very futuristic looking. So, what you are doing is not only that you're helping at the present moment of time, but you're taking what the future would look like. That's what you're saying. Uh, India has to move towards urbanization. It's about 30% urbanized. And we should... at sometime in future be almost 50% urbanized mm. and you know how you are looking at some other things like waste management okay we need to think about it right now so that's that's really good. Now so just to sort of bit add on before I go to uh, you know, specific policies mm. Mm. now it's assured that you will be among the top 50 in terms of ease of index mm. but to move to maybe top 30 would be a bit of a you know you'll have to have some also policy uh, iterative policy measures coming in so would you like to share about the vision of moving into top 30, which I think we will also achieve it. But what would be going forward some of the things which... Uh,
1: yeah, I think to... um, you know, the vision of going into the top 30 or the top 25 is a very realistic and a possible vision for our country. Uh, we have a youth force which is among the finest in the world. I mean, Indians have proved themselves everywhere. Uh, whether it, you, know, you have a Satya Nerala heading Microsoft, a Sundar Pichai heading Google, Shantanu Narayan heading Adobe. And these are people who, when they have found the ecosystem have been able to make enormous progress. The same thing is what we have to enable here. And that's what the Atal Innovation Mission and other innovation initiatives are all about. How do we create that same ecosystem? But also, if you see, uh, in order to reach this vision, there has to be a very strong collaboration between public and private sector. Uh, Very important. Without this collaboration, uh, it cannot be just a government-led initiative Or it cannot be just a mandate. Mandate. A mandate is not going to achieve anything. There has to be value seen uh, on on both the sides. The public sector, the private sector, the NGOs. We have to work together. And uh, today we have, for example, in in Athal Innovation Mission, every one of our initiative has a very strong combination and a collaboration with private partners, with multinationals, with the local industry. For example, the... Uh, community innovation centers that we are setting about in the unserved, underserved regions of our country. That is along with a partnership. So the government will give two and a half crores of grant and a private partner or it could be an NGO or it could be the state. They will bring in a matching funding and together we set up a community innovation center which is going to serve the needs of the local community. And the needs of the local community in India are different depending on where they are located, it could be the coastal districts, it could be a hilly district, it could be a tier 2, tier 3 city. Uh, There are different capabilities there, there are different opportunities there. And we want to harness those opportunities and convert them into replicable innovations, which have a commercial impact or a socio-economic impact. Right. And we will come... Arise is a fantastic policy which you have. And just to sort of add
0: on, about 65% of the Indians are at at less than the age of 35. Yes. And for the first time, I think we are making a very well-rounded youth coming in. And they're going abroad they were doing in India they're going abroad and you know uh, breaking all the benchmarks <laughs> so uh, now we come to a very specific question on uh, Atal uh, you know tinkering labs and just to sort of give a brief description it's a very holistic kick holistic uh, national mission of bringing world-class innovation to children at a very early age of Uh, 12 years. Now you have allotted a budget of about 1,000 crores in that. I mean, it's like almost on roughly estimates 141 million dollars to target about 10,000 schools, which was just the target last year, which you have, you know, Comp- done great is like you're bringing state of art technology like 3D printers, robotics for workstations for children. Um, to date you have uh, other thinkering labs which have been stations for children uh, around the schools in India. with Almost 14,000 plus of them and appro- we have about 4,840 uh, of them already operational in 650 districts and maybe by the time we're coming it be almost approximately 5,000 right. which I've seen. And this has impacted more than 2 million students. Yeah. And that's about, uh, you know, 2 million students having access to lab. Now, this is very profound because one, uh, at a very younger age, you're putting a very strong foundation. You're nurturing them so that tomorrow, not only will they could be going and, and uh, having more startups or, you know, coming out with ideas, but going into academics and research, which is the very foundation of a world-class uh, civilization, if you want to happen. So, this is a very profound thinking. Mm. Uh, what I would like to know, like, how did you, you know, what, what brought in uh, such a… Uh, uh, you know futuristic visionary thinking how did you come across w- about your implementation of you know different uh, dashboards so first do elaborate about the policy
1: yeah so uh, the Atul Tinkering Labs is actually in, in a manner of speaking a game changing educational initiative uh, we looked at you know the world is changing like I said technology is making its impact all the new solutions in the world are coming up with some component of the technology whether it is 3D printing robotics and so on the most important thing is all these technologies have also become affordable, available, accessible and advanced. So uh, you have the price of this technology coming down. You have more and more solutions coming up on top of that. And they can actually trigger uh, problem solving and innovative solutions much faster and much more easier than what was there in the past. Uh, we looked at the entire schooling system. I mean. First is, if you want to create this innovative mindset, if you don't have this innovative mindset in our young school students, uh, it's very difficult for them to get the feel of what it becomes, what it means to become an entrepreneur, a product creator and so on. So we felt that it... And another thing is our education system has emphasized a lot on rote learning. Uh, It's going to be a little difficult to change that emphasis. But can we bring something laterally so that we also stimulate the problem-solving innovation quotient of the student? Can we, can they get an opportunity to understand not just the theory which is being taught in the class in physics, chemistry, maths, um, you know, the, the study about satellites and, and the study about um, uh, algorithms and all nowadays the school systems are very advanced. How do you apply them in actually creating solutions? And how do you promote a research oriented mindset? Because a research oriented mindset is very important. So we thought uh, that the Atal Tinkering labs would be, would provide a perfect platform because today all of these technologies are available. So for just 20 lakhs of grant that the government gives to every school who successfully applies for an Util Tinkering Lab, uh, 12 lakhs of that goes towards establishing the uh, Util Tinkering Lab, innovation lab environment. We wanted the student not to be pressurized by marks or by credits and so on, but to just have purely the joy of problem solving tinkering innovation. We want them to tinker in an atmosphere of fun. And that's what we have enabled to create through the Util Tinkering Lab. So the students come in, we ask the students to join in small groups. We tell them when you're coming from your home to your school, when you're going from your home to the nearest playground, uh, you go to the theater, you go to the hospital, uh, just observe the world around you and identify problems uh, that are there. If you are in a rural community, go and uh, see a farm and see what are the problems in the farm. So s- the students start acquiring a problem identification mindset. Oh, for sure. So yeah. they start looking at, they're in search of problems. And then they say, you can solve the problem. And when the student actually creates a prototype of an innovation using that uh, lab equipment, the tremendous confidence that every student gets that I have been the creator of this solution or I've been part of the creation of this solution. That self-confidence that everyone gets. We, you and I did not have the opportunity to exercise that creative potential that may have existed in us. But we never had the tools, Tools, the technologies, uh, the environment, the mentors, the teachers who could guide us on this. But today we are making that available through our Tinkering Labs. And the second thing which is very important is the Tinkering Labs provides a platform, a futuristic platform on which as new technologies get rolled out into the marketplace, uh, you can make do-it-yourself kits and introduce them in these tinkering labs. So, you know, one of the big problems we have had in our educational system is there has always been this gap between what the industry needs at any point in time and what the schools and the universities teach. By these tinkering labs and, uh, and when they go into the universities, uh, they had appetite for learning to learn, getting abreast mm-hmm. of new technologies. And through the do-it-yourself kits, letting, getting to know and getting familiar with those becomes very high. And so when the student moves out to the university, uh, he has already acquired uh, one, a confidence that they can create solutions. Uh, they have entrepreneurial thinking in their, in their mindset. And when you make available innovation labs and incubators in the universities, which is what we are now enabling. We, has, we are setting up hundreds of incubators across the country in universities and in research institutions so that the incubator can foster 25 to 30 startups every two years. And we will give a grant of 10 crores to these universities. So when the student who has come out from adult tinkering labs, joins the university, he now finds a platform for creating a startup of his or her choice. And that is a fantastic ability that you are enabling. And once you do that, even when they go into the industry, even if they become a job seeker, the thirst and the uh, requirement uh, in their mind that they can be an entrepreneur still will linger on and so they'll approach their job in a different manner that potentially I can use all the learnings that I get on a job to become an entrepreneur at some point in time. This is the mindset change that we are trying to evolve. Also in this journey, there are three important things. Uh, One is the teacher and the school should participate in this because Many times, our schools and our teachers and unfortunately, our parents also judge the performance of a student only by the marks that they get in a class. Whereas, uh, you need to become a problem solver in life. And if you are able to uh, get them also change their mindset, suddenly you're finding the school teachers seeing, hey, this student whom I thought was not a great uh, academic performer is actually a wonderful innovator. He is able to create solutions which even uh, the first ranking or the, the top 10 ranking students are not able to create. And so, you now look at the student in a different light and you start giving the importance that the student needs in order, in order to be able to unleash the potential they have within yeah. them.
0: No, I think you've, discu- you've actually discussed something very profound. You know, you're absolutely right. At a young age, give a hands-on experience give them problem-solving skills, mm-hmm. which is so important, whatever job you do. Right. And I think we are getting the best, like the pedagogical change, which is happening in India. I mean, the Scandinavians influenced it, you know. Uh, then, of course, the Americans wanted to, you know, put in more rap- practical approach, a lot of European countries. And I think you're absolutely right There is is You have to have practical aspects. And at, if you do it at the earliest stage, you are actually building the DNA yeah. within the... Uh, like I would say, the whole community in India, within the whole civilization,
1: and and I just want to add that we are not just installing the equipment and hoping that everything will happen. Mm-hmm. We actually launch thousands of tinkering challenges called actual tinkering challenges. So every school, we also train the teachers how you can launch challenges in your own school. Okay, yeah. so that the students are provoked into uh, how do I take this challenge and convert it into an innovation. We run tinkering fests at a regional level. So many schools come together and they share best practices. Uh, We would in in this tinkering fest, it's an atmosphere of fun. Uh, It is a three day fest where there is a lot of learning, creative design, creative thinking, design thinking, teamwork, workshops. Uh, Our corporate partners from like, for example, it would be from Intel or Microsoft or IBM or TCS or Wipro. I mean, corporate partners will come together. They will conduct workshops with the students and we also run tinkering marathons at a national level oh, every right. year. and in this Tinkering Marathon we actually give them challenges and we tell them so for example in the last Tinkering Marathon we gave them 11 challenges uh, healthcare sector, um, uh, affordable housing, clean drinking water for all, um, climate change uh, and every one of them we say when you're creating a solution align themselves with the sustainable development goals. So today there's two and a half million students that you're talking about who get exposed to adult Tinkering labs also get exposed to Sustainable Development Goals. They, that's uh, today they know absolutely it fabulous. Is, it I is think. in their lingo. So mm-hmm. they say, so this is addressing uh, number 17 of the uh, uh, Sustainable Development Goal. And that's something, it's a delightful thing to watch. The marathon winners, the top 100 marathoners, in the last tinkering marathon that we ran, we had 50,000 students participating. More than 8,000 innovations got created by the students. There was a tinkering marathon day where these uh, innovations were displayed. A local community of judges evaluated the top 10. And these top 10 are then submitted to Atel Innovation Mission. And we select the top 100 out of those. And each innovation would have a 3 to 4% team. And these top 100 innovations get uh, special recognition through boot camps, innovation boot camps that we run for them, uh, along with our corporate partners, whether it be... Uh, an advanced lab in our incubators. You know, all our incubators participate in this. Also, partners like IBM and, and Intel and so on, they participate in this. So, it's a it's a step above. As as these students start doing well, uh, we want to make sure that they keep uh, rising in their level of awareness of what great innovations are all about and, and inspire I'm them inspired. to do
0: that. Now, you know, you've discussed a, a very systematic, very specific Uh, you know uh, achievements and really it's very credible there's no doubt in India uh, specifically of the boot camps I Mm -hmm. think that's a huge enabler uh, which was missing in India and especially in the last three years I've seen in India it's exponentially grown in like not only students I was recently in Pune Startup Fest where I was moderating mm. and this is something I'd never seen in India before I mean during at least wasn't there visible some time back and yeah. uh, it's been explosion across the whole of India now you have not only you have also very conveniently leveraged uh, technology mm. for example you have these dashboards yeah. which, uh, which you know implements so what was the idea one, one I would like to know about that and secondly is like Like you have also what idea goes behind shortlisting of schools uh, or even new partnerships you have got partnerships UNICEF you know you have with Singapore government so could you just also uh, highlight a bit about uh, yeah
1: so when when we launched the Athel innovation mission initiatives we realized that we have to reach every part of the country and in order to do that we have to leverage digital technology to its hilt uh, otherwise, it's not physically possible. I mean, the team here, the Innovation Mission team, is, is a fairly small team. We have only about 25 people who are the core team. Okay. So, for, for us, it was very important to build, first of all, a network of partnerships across the country. Just to interrupt
0: you, if yeah. you have 25, I think it's time we could have a much bigger team because done a phenomenal job. Yeah. And I think if with a very small team, I mean, you have such a huge impact, I think with the larger team, it yes, could be yes. we are, just we are, global. We are yeah. planning to scale yeah. it up
1: yeah. and, and we will. Um, but, uh, again, no matter what the size of our team is going to be, uh, this has to work with a network of partners who are supportive of this entire initiative. Absolutely. So, this was one very important thing. Second is the digital technology. So, we, developed, we have developed all our material for Atal Tinkering Labs uh, the, because we want this to be um, self-sustaining, uh, not dependent on just a few people, but the process and the tools uh, should make it self-sustaining. So, we have created dashboards uh, real-time dashboards where every school is able to enter details about how this tinkering lab is going, is being utilized. How many students are accessing the lab? How many innovation projects have been initiated? How many innovation projects have got completed? Uh, how many mentors are associated with the uh, tinkering lab? Uh, how many training sessions and knowledge sharing sessions have happened? How many IP has been created? created we, yeah. we, we, train, uh, we train the students on uh, recognizing what patenting is all about. The importance of intellectual property rights.
0: Property right. rights. Right.
1: Yeah. Because we want the children and and you will uh, not so surprising, we have very bright children in, in India, India and already we have 20 to 24 students who are launching startups or whose idea has been good enough and innovation has been good enough to be adopted by some of our partners or some of our incubators to convert them into startups. So, uh, teaching them on IP is very important and all these real-time and all our tutorials are best practices and all is available on online. We also created a Facebook uh, Athel Innovation Mission page so that students can upload all their innovations into the Facebook page and it is available to be seen by others. So there is a lot of best practice that gets exchanged uh, through online material. Um, we, um, all the innovations are submitted online to us when we evaluate. Um, we use social media very extensively in uh, reaching out reaching to out. the students okay. and we have a number of online sessions, Facebook live sessions, mentoring sessions and so on. And one important thing that we also did was, uh, and this is something unique uh, that I'm, very, uh, I'm really proud of in terms of uh, what Indian, how Indian society wants to give back. We established a portal called Mentors of Change.
0: And we are coming a, on to That's yeah. a very so good it's a national thing. portal.
1: So, I'll talk to you a little yeah. more about yeah. that. But through that, more than 10,000 mentors have registered in our network. Yeah. And these are all professionals from companies, industries, academia, researchers, final year students. And they have volunteered to spend their time mentoring young students in the tinkering labs. And we already have close to 4,500 uh, 4, at this point in time mentors directly associated with other tinkering labs across the country.
0: Yeah, yeah. so you, you spoke about technology and I think one of the most revolutionary aspects is like how quickly you can open a startup. Yeah gone are the days I mean two days I was able to sort of register you have an online portal you're getting all the actors even in a startup this right. same thing which is getting replicated at every level at Correct. different sites yeah, which so since we talked about uh, Tinkering Labs now the first of course the most important aspect comes in uh, the incubation centers yeah. now you have other incubation centers which are actually kick and sustaining startup ecosystem providing a support to entrepreneurs at a very early stage mm-hmm. specifically when we are talking about value of debt and that comes in two stages. Now, if you look at the startup India Vision 2024, its plan is to generate uh, 50,000 new startups, uh, generating at least an additional of 2 million jobs. Mm. I mean, jobs would be, I feel, much more than 2 million. 2 million would be a very conservative figure. Now, Atul uh, Innovation Mission has already shortlisted 102 incubators, covering 23 states, out of which 47 already been funded. Now, the most important enabler for any startup is a well-rounded incubators okay. this is where you know which we have come out in a major way which is so much good it's and we come out not only are these uh, pillars of just incubators but they are doing a fantastic job in technology deep tech deep science right. and a lot of other aspects so, please do uh, elaborate on the critical parameters which are promoting these incubators of science and technology. And what are the key challenges you face while you are implementing these policies nationally?
1: So, as you rightly pointed out, Nishant, uh, India is becoming a startup nation. And we are one of the fastest uh, growing startup nations of the yeah. world. Uh, but it's very important for the startups to be supported at different stages of their life cycle. Uh, there are the valleys of death as they are popularly known because of the lack of proper support, whether it is mentoring support, venture capital support, business planning, strategy support, HR support, access to the right technology lab or the research lab, access to specialists. Because of this, uh, a great idea does not convert itself into a great product. product, And we want to make sure that these valleys of death are crossed over or eliminated or mitigated for the startups. And that's how the idea of setting up world-class incubators, uh, sprang in the Athal Innovation Mission. Of course, uh, incubators have been existing in India uh, for quite some time, but what we wanted was a slightly different approach. Uh, number one, uh, the incubator, uh, we wanted to create a network of incubators where the pool of resources, whether it is mentors or venture capitalists or specialists in various domains, becomes a shareable resource. So we, many incubators which have grown in the country, they still operate in silos and we wanted to break that silo concept because uh, more is a power to the startups and we and startups can then start reaching across to multiple incubators uh, who or to other startups who are in the similar area so that they can learn from each other the second thing is uh, we opened it up both to the universities as well as to the private sector so 70% of our incubators are in universities uh, 30% are private sector mm-hmm. or uh, even investment capital firms or even an ngo which wants to operate an incubator but our fundamental approach is all of these are uh, most of them are deep tech incubators or they allow tech to be or they use tech in order to create livelihoods and entrepreneurs so uh, for example three of our incubators are uh, livelihood entrepreneur gen- generation uh, they use technology for for uh, Uh, creating these entrepreneurs and training them on newer emerging technologies. For example, uh, robotic-based tailoring, that's that's now uh, catching on. And you have, uh, how do you use that in order to improve your productivity and so on. Or IoT-based technology for uh, various purposes, uh, whether it be uh, waste management or whether it be uh, reuse and so on and so forth. So, we are uh, encouraging that. Uh, We have today launched about 102, we have selected 102 uh, uh, incubators across the country, out of which 70 will be operational by the end of March or April. And 47, as you said, are already fully operational. And each of them get a grant of 10 crores, up to 10 crores, uh, over a period of 3 to 5 years, depending on whether they are a greenfield incubator or whether they're a scale-up incubator. And every incubator would foster 25 to 30 startups every two years. So, which means over a period of four years to four to five years, we would have 50 startups coming out. And the idea is 70 to 75 percent of these startups should be successful. It means they should be able to stand on their own legs and they should be able to scale up. That is what we would define. And we have defined parameters of success for various uh, startups as well as for the incubators. Again, these are all available on the dashboards so that the incubator itself themselves know how they are performing against expectations. And we run several innovation boot camps, along with experts in the industry, uh, along with experts from abroad, so that the incubators get the benefit of how do you successfully run an incubator? How do you make your startups? How do you, what is the type of support you have to give? And the startups also know how, what they have to do in order to become investable, in order to become uh, scalable and, and the challenges uh, that, that uh, are there in this uh, startup cycle. How do you address that?
0: So, so now you shared about you talked one of course you know, tech has become a major thing and I think you, you have done a fantastic way of what Americans have been so successfully done you know take it the innovation from uh, the university and bring it to the market lab to market right. approach which helps right. a lot you know opening up in the nation but uh, you, you talked about uh, green field and you talked about scale. I would like to sort of explain how would you categorize both of them uh, so,
1: so a greenfield incubator is a, a, an applicant who has not Who doesn't have an existing incubator but who wants to set up an incubator so that they can provide support to startups either coming from the university or the neighboring uh, landscape where there are startups who would like to have support being offered by the incubator so that's greenfield incubator they don't have an existing incubator and they are setting up a brand new incubator so they would using the grant uh, that we give they will set up a 10,000 to 20,000 square feet of incubator space working space Uh, They will provide all the infrastructure required for startups to work at a very subsidized rate. They also can use that uh, money to buy special equipment related to their domain focus. So if for example, they are an agri-tech incubator or they are a biotech incubator, they may get special equipment which is needed by most of the startups which the startups themselves cannot afford. And also, um, they would also provide um, uh, support in bringing mentors, venture capitalists, and so on, who will be able to uh, support the startup. Uh, a scale-up incubator is one which has already been in existence, has grown to a point, and now they would like to scale up from where they are. They want to double their size. Uh, and, and so they have a proven history of performance, and therefore we also increase in incubators which have already been existing for three to five years, and now they want to scale up to the next level. So we provide grants for them too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we, and, and we will come to you know your, i did interview dr v premnath from venture city and then also uh, dr Taslim and c span to c camp and how they're doing and mr manoj kumar you know so the, both the private sector and, and we'll come to public private partnership also but before that we just have you know there are various facets of an incubator you have uh, mark to uh, lab to market approach very yes. important which we talked about further there are also collaborations with scientific uh, institutes now which you are doing both both in India and internationally in tech, also so, so there have been uh, significant uh, momentum in the new startups. They already is uh, six twenty-two to plus new startups incubated. So that's, that's so we have
1: 1200
0: twelve hundred startups. Now, not around twelve hundred. So please do discuss the pathways to you know uh, which you did discuss a bit, but if more specifically, you know how you achieved it in a short period of time, and what do you think? is going to be a uh, way forward are you bringing in international collaborations yeah,
1: so we have already started bringing international collaborations uh, actually uh, we are now working with quite a few countries in this uh, take for example Singapore uh, we have an annual event in Singapore called insprinter uh, event in uh, they have they have hosted now two events uh, where Athel Innovation Mission has been a strong partner to insprinter in Singapore here. Uh, we take 10 to 15 of our startups from India and uh, they, uh, in this event, uh, so they display their innovations uh, in Singapore. Uh, in that event, you have also Singaporean startups who come, 15 to 20 Singaporean startups who will be there. So, one is it provides a networking platform for startups from India and startups from Singapore uh, to co innovate or to form partnerships. You have a number of venture capitalists who will come. Uh, for these uh, for, for those uh, investors, trying. potential investors. So, they get a chance to um, you know, uh, be exposed to the startup innovation from India. And, and many of our startups who have gone there are now uh, also becoming recipients of funding from these investors. Uh, third is, uh, we also have, for example, with uh, Sweden, uh, with trade uh, business Sweden, we, uh, some of the corporate organizations like AstraZeneca wanted to sponsor a challenge uh, to address um, innovations in the the... pharma and the healthcare community. And so we launched a challenge uh, with them and 12 of the startups uh, which made it to the final round, a number of startups applied for those challenges, 12 of them which uh, got selected in the final round, they are now being actively supported by AstraZeneca in multiple ways, in mentoring support, in access to some of their labs for testing their products, uh, in the validation, uh, some maybe there may be some co-investment which may be happening so we are facilitating all of that uh, a similar uh, initiative is there with the government of France uh, where in uh, Lyon uh, this year uh, six of our startups uh, were invited to participate in um, uh, innovation event and again you have a lot of interest uh, from French uh, uh, Depa- Depa- organizations organization. and this is growing so we, we also enable uh, we are going to, We are planning now a VC meet uh, where all the venture capitalists will be invited. Um, some of our the top uh, maybe fifty startups from our ecosystem will have an opportunity to present uh, to them to see uh, how the VC community can can support them further okay. so these collaborations these partnerships uh, with various organizations both corporate sector as well as in the uh, uh, institutions like Thai or uh, uh, CII or NASCOM. Uh, these uh, partnerships are very key uh, enablers for our startups to see value in the Atal Incubator and to see value in the Atal Innovation Mission.
0: You rightly said. I mean, uh, you give very good examples of three very important countries. Singapore, very innovative. Sweden, uh, some of the best practices in France so i think we could get a lot of tech transfer there and also the best practices could you know exactly. emerge and a lot of thinking and this is just the start of you know, getting it much more global, faster Absolutely. companies, right? And um, so uh, when we are talking, what you have also uh, done, something which is so great about what work you're doing, is you're trying to, you know, empower women. There, 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 there A lot of uh, entrepreneurs today are women, at least coming out uh, from the incubator space. Yes. You had more than hundreds and I don't know how much it yeah. has gone to right now. Uh, what are the key policies here do you, do, when, you when you get a proposal and if it 's from a woman entrepreneur, do you sort of give a specific preference okay let's let 's boost them you know
1: yeah absolutely so one of the things that uh, we have tried to encourage in all our initiatives is how do you um, promote women entrepreneurship women participation the girls' students' participation in tinkering labs, and so on and I have to uh, say that it's been a very uh, uh, very happy outcome out of all of this. Uh, three of our incubators uh, today focus on exclusively women-led startups and women-led incubation. So, uh, there is one uh, A-Leap in, uh, um, in uh, Hyderabad uh, who are who are 52, I think, uh, startups which are all women-led startups. Uh, you have in Banastali uh, in Rajasthan, Rajasthan. Uh, which is one of the largest women universities and when they applied Uh, We selected them now and and then we have uh, another one in Hyderabad, which has been creating livelihood uh, entrepreneurial uh, generation for women entrepreneurs. So more than 6000 women entrepreneurs, for example, have been created from this uh, incubator uh, in in just two years. So uh, we do take, um, we do prioritize on a couple of things. One is if there are women led incubators and or women led startups, uh, being sponsored by incubator, we would give that particular incubator special consideration uh, because we do want to promote this. You know, in India, uh, actually, the number of women entrepreneurs is has slightly dipped over the last couple of years. Okay. But and it's a bit of a global phenomenon. I think India yeah. is much better than what's happening globally. Yeah. But, but we have aspects. a wonderful opportunity to actually uh, leapfrog into uh, a much better space. Second, is 70% of our utterly tinkering labs Are girls or co-ed schools and interestingly you will find that in the last tinkering marathon in the top 100 innovation winners 45 percent of the winner students were girl students so that is uh, not only a revelation but a very encouraging thing for all the girls in the community and not so surprising when you look at it because girls have a great um, uh, aptitude for multitasking going into detail communication you know they are free. They they are much more freer than boys to ask questions, seek help, and so on. And therefore, the ability for them to innovate and to create something is much higher. So we are doing. Uh, we have today uh, just for your information, uh, more than 150 women startups. Uh, Niti Ayog is also having a platform called Women Entrepreneurship Platform WEP.
0: WEP, right? Yeah. Uh, and the just...
1: WEP platform, uh, Athel Innovation Mission is a very strong partner uh, in this platform. We induct all our women startups, uh, women incubators, women mentors into this platform too, so that they are accessible to other women entrepreneurs, not necessarily from the Athel innovation mission ecosystem, but even beyond.
0: And now we come to uh, the question you're very passionate about, uh, you know, mentors, mentor, mentors of change in India. Yeah. So. My special question here is, now we have a lot of registrations, now you're looking at two types of mentors, one mm-hmm. who are like subject matter experts, the other are co- cross-function experts. Yes. So how do you, do you have uh, some thinking, okay, these are the type of people we're looking, you had a tremendous experience in technology yourself, you know, you, you are at leadership positions with uh, multinationals, you have been uh, one of the prime policy makers in technology I would call you a technology guru and a technocrat who knows exactly what's happening in technology globally, who Mm -hmm. understands it, whose ability to also have a futuristic view on how it's going to be changing the society. So Mm -hmm. now here looking at it, uh, what would you say when you are looking? I do understand you. It's much more easier to have a function expert in a technology stream, but in other streams, maybe it's not so clear cut as a winner. What are you are looking at? So, is there a thinking here? Okay, these are what we want in yeah. the matrix.
1: So, uh, you know, we view mentorship as a key thing that has been missing in India. Actually, many of us have had mentors, but not officially recognized as mentors. You know, every one of us uh, have been influenced, even in your working life, you're inspired by a few people, uh, but we don't have formal processes by which we engineer the interaction between the mentor and the mentee. And I think, therefore, many of us lose a bit uh, because by a greater interaction with a mentor, uh, you are able to solve problems quicker. You're able to understand uh, issues better. You're able to have someone else guide. We are not looking at a mentor as a solution provider. We are looking them, looking upon them as a guide, as an enabler to solve the problem so uh, someone who can show the way and then it is up to the mentee to be able to pick that up and run with it right so um, you know in india we have a tremendous uh, we are fortunate that uh, we have a rising uh, population of uh, achievers in our country uh, professionals Uh, in fact we have over 4.5 million IT ITS professionals in our country technology-based uh, solution, provider, I mean, solution providers for the rest of the world. Just imagine, we have only 1.4 million schools in our country. We have 4.5 million professionals. I could easily map if every person took upon himself or herself that I will associate myself with one school, uh, one student uh, for mentoring purposes. It could be that school from where they came from, the college where they came from. You'll suddenly have three mentors per school. And we need that. Uh, They fill a very important gap that we see in our educational system. Uh, You know that in our educational system, still uh, many schools don't have uh, the right qualifications. Uh, The teachers don't have the right qualifications. Uh, The school doesn't have the right sort of uh, people to guide. And therefore, we launched this mentor network to see that even if you spend two to three hours in a week uh, with a student associated with a tinkering lab in the nearest school to where you live, you don't have to go and walk long distances. And then, of course, you also have uh, technology to help you. Today, you have digital technology where you can sit down from your home and still mentor a, a, a mentor young student, a student, student. right? Yeah, virtually, virtual incubation center, virtual incubation. ten thousand startups, so many exactly. initiatives. Of and so, when we ask, so we launch a mentor application portal. We ask for various capabilities of the mentor, and where do you want to mentor? So it is not we force mentorship on anybody. First we ask them, uh, what areas do you think you can mentor? So can you help in general problem solving? Can you help in design thinking? Uh, Can you help in a technology? You have knowledge of particular technology, you may be an engineer, so you have knowledge of a technology. Uh, In business planning and management, do you want to mentor startups? Do you want to mentor tinkering lab? So this is a very comprehensive form. And uh, uh, we want thousands of mentors to be associated. So um, people now in the last round of Uh, Mentoring application we invited for mentors for startups and incubators also and we've we've got over 3,000 applications uh, for that and they're all professionals and and good achievers so we'll be mapping them to our incubators and startups but we still need more and I think this is a wonderful way of giving back I mean when I was growing up uh, whenever I said I want to give back to society um, I didn't know what is the avenue available for yeah, me to yeah. give back.
0: You opened the doors actually for yeah. people to come and that's the most. I myself want to be a mentor and I think I've applied and I will be a major part do this. And, yeah, yeah and I, I think that is what a lot of people want to you've gone through various stages you know you put in, uh, policies where you are you know taking them earlier on then you have got incubators you're getting seed uh, you know getting them funded looking at the business plan getting uh, subject matter experts tying up with uh, top universities and being as a part of being in leading universities in india right. you know who are in engineering space uh, mm-hmm. or other sectors now we, as we look at all the enablers, now we come to something which you are doing also ahead, mm. which is uh, the utter new India, uh, where you're you're identifying problems and addressing them through the commercial. Uh, a value of death. Now, this is the second value which you opened initially. Of course, lack of funding. Second is how you successfully commercialize your idea, which right. is where maybe right. a bit of lab to market also comes right. in here, right. specifically what right. tech part. Now, when you're looking, aim is actually sponsoring one CR, which are one hundred and forty thousand dollars, but this is not adjusted to the purchasing price parity, the double of what it takes to build products of national and uh, social causes. Now, right. this is really because we'll come to social entrepreneurship, which is also getting uh, funded through it. You talked about a bit, and we have talked about so now this policy uh, has uh, two two deep uh, social impacts which I talked about. one is of course, you are trying to build for the first time I feel in india there's a surge of thinking that let 's build technology products, let's go towards it uh, product f- focus rather than service focus. Correct. Now that is very important when you're, you want to become a, you know, of a country which is like really the top end of the world in terms of going up higher up in the technology schemes. Second, what you're doing is like you're invigorating the social entrepreneurship sector because right. that's how it, the social causes if you're trying to map uh, sort of a, you know what's the common area between a technology and a social so do talk about your global partnerships with foreign governments you did talk about uh, uh, you know Singapore and of course you also have a tie with Japan uh, which you talked about uh, what you are doing with Sweden and France mm-hmm. which is and we will also take in uh, they are uh, sort of you know defining a lot of uh, international reforms but both domestic and global partnerships with private plays. you talked a lot about them academia foundations now uh, there is a commendable innovation with Japanese government in biotechnology sector. I think mm-hmm. this idea is to sort of invigorate 100 startups in India right. in this very specific way. So, do elaborate on a few more. You've already elaborated very specific and what milestones you're looking at this sector. Like, are you very specific looking? Okay, this is what we want and this is what our target is, and uh, and we want to achieve that.
1: So, uh, there are two initiatives uh, that are uh, one has already been launched, and the other is work in progress. Uh, both of which address the questions that you raised. One is the Athil New India Challenges. The Athil New India Challenges is an initiative where we are working closely with the ministries and with the industry in identifying challenges. Um, You see, Atil Tinkering Labs creates an innovative mindset. Atil Incubators provides an ecosystem for startups. This initiative, Atil New India Challenges, is to stimulate product innovation or service innovation. And you can create products for enabling services also.
0: This so, is also on a mass, scale. And on mass like scale. You go out to the people, reach out to them. Okay, not being part, but still you come to us to and you know, Correct. like a pull factor. It's like you... a pull
1: factor. So what we are doing is uh, we launch challenges along with the ministry. So we selected five ministries, for example, in the first round of applications. Ministry of uh, Drinking, Water and Sanitation, Ministry of uh, uh, Road and Transportation, uh, Ministry of Agriculture, uh, Ministry of um, Railways, uh, as well as uh, uh, Ministry of um, uh, Health So, we launched challenges in in these uh, um, 24 challenges. Uh, We said that if you have a proof of concept, a prototype uh, and a patented innovation, then you can apply. So, uh, this is because many innovators uh, come to a point where they are not able to commercialize their product or they are not able to take it for true true social impact. And they need certain amount of uh, financial support as well as mentoring and incubation support to be able to cross that uh, bridge. So we got more than 950 applications. Uh, we have selected 52 of them where we are giving 1 crore of grant to be able to take it as a product which will be either commercial or it can have it can be a product uh, for societal impact uh, which is being supported by uh, an NGO or whatever, etc. Uh, we want to encourage both social, uh, social entrepreneurs as well as uh, commercial entrepreneurs through this process. Uh, when we select these these 52 winners whom we have selected we are then latching latching them on to incubators for additional support so it is not just a grant being given and then we leave it at that we want to make sure that their product sees the light of the day and we also try to get the buy-in from the ministry if the ministry is able to pilot that product and buy that product or buy that service enabled through the product because we want to encourage both product creation And service enablement through the product product So it could be both. And and India has a lot of knowledge workers, uh, service entrepreneurs. I mean, Uber is a great example or Ola is a great example of how you can use technology for increasing job employment. So we encourage both of that. Now, uh, so this is the Aethel New India Challenge Initiative. And we are working uh, with uh, multiple ministries and we'll be scaling this up in the next one or two years. Uh, This will create thousands of Uh, innovators uh, and enable them to commercialize a product which has always been a gap in our system. The second is what we call as ARISE initiative, which is Applied Research and Innovation for Small Small Enterprises. Mm -hmm. This is uh, yet to be uh, launched. It will Mm -hmm. be launched in the month of April, I I guess, or April or May. Uh, Here, what we are doing is uh, we break the problem into two parts. It is modeled along the US SBIR program the small business, small business, business. Yeah. Uh, US and, a and I
0: read about is, is, just to also share before you you know really yeah. go and that was a separate question and good you brought about so when you're talking about it's uh, micro small and uh, medium mm-hmm. enterprises it actually contributes 29% of a GDP absolutely and 40% of the jobs and there's a huge thrust also in this space man where you are going to take it to 50% for mm. the, to build the $5 trillion economy and create 50 million jobs. Mm. And to get the significance of the segment is the largest segment. In Canada, it's about 99%. Correct. One of the biggest segments in Europe. Correct. Uh, just so, for, so for, for as me. you
1: rightly pointed out, the MSME segment needs to be supported and needs to boost its productivity, its innovation capability. We are still importing a whole lot of stuff which need not be imported. So, how can we how can the MSME role play a role in import substitution? How can it also leverage the emerging technologies for export uh, creation? So this both are the aspect. So what we have done is we studied the best practices in various countries, in the United States, in the UK, in Germany, the best practices in various countries in the study. And then we have come up with the RISE model where there'll be two phases. Phase one will be to take research and convert it into prototypes. So through the challenge mechanism we'll throw challenges which we will work out with the ministry and industry and we will say that for these challenges do you have a research idea mature research idea which can be converted into a prototype so that's phase one and if you are able to successfully convert into prototype, and we'll give a grant of up to one crore for converting the research idea into a prototype and second phase is that those who successfully complete the prototype they will they can apply for the second phase which is converting the prototype to a product so, it could go the ANIC route, the New India Challenge route, or we could separately uh, fund this uh, through the help of ministries as well as through our partners. So, the whole idea is uh, to take also research ideas, which are, uh, you know, there has been a lot of focus on basic research. We so want to encourage universities to do applied research mm-hmm. and make sure that research ideas have an end product right. in mind or an end service in mind rather than just focusing on uh, writing a paper and and getting a PhD for for that subject
0: so and you talked about a lot of countries you did uh, I mean did you also look at Scandinavia and France I'm sure you looked at yes, it yes. because they have yes. a very vibrant model also in social sector you know they've been very uh, the, especially in the education space I mean uh, the one of the best innovative practices which you are doing and which you talked about also public private partnership and I did interview Ruchi Mathur in uh, Pune City Connect they're also trying to you know get the, the new uh, through the public private partnerships right uh, so I, I'll come to that as a next question but uh, what would The key takeaways when you did look at how best we can also put some of those models in uh, in the short sector, you think? So,
1: uh, you know, every country has something to learn from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Finland has one of supposed to be one of the the, uh, finest in educational systems. But the challenges in India are very different from many of the challenges in the advanced countries. In the advanced countries, you already have the benefit of great infrastructure, Mm -hmm. Uh, you have the benefit of smaller populations, Mm -hmm. Uh, and you have the benefit of uh, I would say, advanced uh, uh, technologies, technologies that are already available yeah, and which have been deployed. Yeah. Uh, in India, uh, we have uh, challenges related to access, uh, infrastructure. Uh, we also have challenges related to our um, availability of qualified teachers and so on and so forth. So, we need to use, um, actually, these emerging technologies and digital technology can play a big role in filling many of these gaps, which is what we are, we are trying to see how we can do that. Uh, For example, if you, uh, you know, 7 uh, million children in India have uh, are disabled, provide uh, fair access to education to all these 7 million. 1.7% of our um, uh, children work, children force is uh, having, uh, um, uh, are differently abled. And we Mm -hmm. don't have very good systems still today to address that. Um, We also have uh, almost uh, 30... 32 million children who don't even go to schools because of lack of uh, maybe infrastructure and accessibility and so on. So these are also challenges that we have to look at. So we have to evolve our own uh, methodologies. Uh, we have to evolve our own uh, best practices of uh, how do we take all these um, challenges and, and convert them into solutions. And and so while we keep learning from all of these for example, we are partnering with UN, uh, UNICEF as well as UNDP in uh, many initiatives in the country to promote uh, and innovation as well as education. education.
0: Another uh, very important uh, policy undertaking which you are taking is Atal Community Innovation Center, ACIC which you call it. And this is very specifically targeted at upliftment of underserved uh, communities in India in specifically in tier 2 and tier 3 cities. You talked about Jammu and Kashmir, Northeast, you know, that's where you're trying to really help them. Rural and travel uh, areas and urbanly focused smart cities which comes under Amrit program. Now, uh, you're taking a lot of initiatives in in removing inequalities within the society, elevating poverty through specifically social innovation. Mm-hmm. The last few years have seen not only innovation coming, it comes specifically also in social innovation right. and right at the bottom of the pyramid, which is where we need to you know address, which is both leaf, uh, affecting the rural and semi-oral areas. Mm-hmm. Now, you have one great example uh, here which is also goes in public private partnership is like Rockefeller Foundation. You yeah. know, it is doing fantastic job with solar and solar sector with Tata Trust, which mm-hmm. is the fo- formative, you know, foundation in India, which is uh, doing so much of good work. Now, AIM plans to establish about 50 ACICs as we call it in the next two years. Yeah. Would you like to sort of also take us through anything which you feel in the private-private partnership or skilling initiatives which you're taking, you know, to skill up people? There are a lot of companies now coming and skilling and which is in the blue-collar segment which are going, just to give an example, which, you know, doing a fantastic job, like vocational training taken, which are planned ahead. And, um, if uh, there are a lot of these initiatives never been done before, which are, Second would be, how do you conjure up this bottom-up approach? also you've got the top down, you're going to the also bottom, you're going to the mid- sector. How did you come up with this groundbreaking global sustainability practices, which not only can be scaled up, which mm. can be replicated, we can become a role model of a lot of things we are doing in sub-Saharan sector or right. in, uh, you know in a lot of other places, which right. can easily uh,
1: So uh, you know the uh, as we uh, rolled out these initiatives, we realized that many of the innovation uh, initiatives uh, are easily um, uh, become realities in the tier one cities and the metro cities because there is a lot of awareness uh, of the need as well as the infrastructure which is available. And we wanted to make sure that the benefits of innovation actually also are felt by people who are uh, living in the tier two, tier three cities in the rural, hilly, coastal districts in unserved, underserved regions of a country. Even if you take a city like Mumbai, you know you go a little beyond Mumbai, you go to the or you go to Binder and so on, uh, you suddenly find the lack of access of uh, infrastructure and enablers for innovation. Uh, they all have to depend upon some university in the metro and so on and so forth. Uh, and these don't still address the problems that the local community faces. If it is uh, it is in a, in a farming area, if it is in a uh, rich uh, biodiversity area, uh, how do we harness uh, the... Um, core um, capabilities uh, that the people have in that place as well as the uh, environment provides in order to create and stimulate innovation which will be useful to the people. So we came up with the concept of community innovation centers. These community innovation centers would be in partnership with an industry partner or an NGO. Uh, There is an equal, there are multiple stakeholders. And typically what we think is that the best stakeholders will be the local industry. Because the local industry always uh, is interested in uh, employment of the local people, uh, skilling up of the local people uh, in what that uh, industry around, if it is an agro uh, industry area, then how do you stimulate innovations in the agro industry. So, uh, these 50 community innovation centres will all be in the unserved, underserved regions of the country. It will have f- five broad purposes. Number one, it becomes a place where if there is an innovation for local communities that is happening elsewhere that can get replicated here and that can get scaled up here number one number two if you have Jugaad innovations which is very popular in India uh, which happens in a particular community area how do we take these Jugaad innovations and convert it into a systemic replicable scalable innovations using technology and using a robust process through innovators who can be encouraged to do that so that is the second third Uh, It can also become a pre-incubation area for coming up with we can throw challenges through these community innovation centers that these are the local challenges and do you have any solution addressing this challenge and a whole number of innovators from neighboring universities or even from the metro cities can say hey we have a solution for this challenge and then these challenges can be selected and they can be piloted to be implemented in these innovation centers If they are successful, then we can replicate it and scale it. Fourth, it builds a skilling capability. So actually we have said the local ITIs, the local schools, there would be an advanced tinkering lab type of uh, facility within the community innovation center where the local ITIs, the local schools, the local engineers or local people can get trained on skills, which are vocational skills needed to support uh, entrepreneurship in that particular environment. And fifth, successful innovators who come out of it can then become startups in our mature incubation centers, and we will provide the, the a pipeline of such innovators who have social innovation capabilities and who have come up with social innovation solutions and keep them as, make them as incubators in our mature incubators so that they are able to scale up and they are able to become large companies. Okay, thanks.
0: Now, we you know, quickly come to two questions which arise on it
1: and, and so, in, in this I just want to add uh, organize I mean we have already had more than four, uh, 400 to 500 applications in our first uh, ask uh, for who would like to partner and they're all willing to put in the money and create the community innovation center and uh, we are very hopeful that these 50 community innovation centers will be set up uh, very quickly and will start delivering value to the local communities. Good. So there's a lot of buy-in and that was the next question yeah. is like government has
0: done so much and how do we change the mindset that maybe the private sector comes in but you're saying that already you have seen a huge the, uh, maybe the CSR policy is also boosting as an enabler that okay you come in it's a lot has been done it's time for the private sector to come in and be in the game.
1: Yeah and, and this is a very uh, if I look at AIM over the next five years how it can evolve. Uh, One is it should inspire ideas and it should inspire innovation in our people. Second is it should be an enabler for implementation of pilot initiatives like adult tinkering labs and mentoring. These are all various initiatives. You pilot them to a point where they can scale with the help of partnerships with with uh, uh, the state, with the corporates, uh, with private sector and so on. So one is the inspiration of new ideas, uh, innovation ideas. Second is the enablement of uh, implementations and scale up of those implementations. And the third is AIM should be the link. They should provide the bridge for a number of stakeholders, whether it is uh, industry, whether it is research institutions of the country, or whether it is the public sector organizations uh, we or the ministries. uh, We should provide the link between the startups and the innovation ecosystem, the demands, the needs, as well as the mm-hmm. uh solutions that are available or can be developed
0: so and before i come to the last question now this one question does come to mind we have so many policies they're all well integrated towards each other so how are you driving it you know what's the broader framework if all these arms they are all like a wheel is you know uh, turning around these are all aspects which is turning the wheel right so how do you best
1: uh sort of
0: communicate with all these sectors and put the foundation
1: in yeah so there's uh There is a lot of communication that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Awareness building has to be done. Uh, We are constantly looking at multiple forums uh, and multiple platforms to enable that. Uh, Clearly social media, um, the the Mm worldwide web and these communication platforms are important. But more importantly, we want uh, each of our entities, whether it is a tinkering lab, whether it is a incubator, to start creating networks among themselves. So we want to create the network of networks, and uh, that will is that is what will make this whole thing sustainable. For example, we uh, have on the community day, Atal Community uh, Day, uh, which is on the uh, day of the uh, birth of Baba uh, We hold a National Community Day where every Atal Tinkering Lab actually invites schools who don't have an Atal Tinkering Lab uh, to their premise, uh, and also students who are not part of the formal sector. And they all come together to understand what adult tinkering lab is all about, so that they get excited, they want to set up their own tinkering labs, community tinkering labs can be initiated and so on. Similarly, incubators are encouraged to form networks and, and plug into that network. A lot
0: of focus on the technology, just one question which keeps coming in mind.
1: How are you going to also,
0: to make up absolutely well-drawn technology, the social aspect is very important. One is leverage uh, technology for the social sector, mm-hmm. that's good. But how do you also bring in more policies to boost startups in the social
1: sector? Yeah. So, um, yes, uh, this is something that we are constantly seeking feedback from our uh, network of incubators, schools and so on and so forth. What are some of the policy recommendations that will enable uh, their growth? and promote ease of uh, doing business, uh, ease of establishment, uh, ease of um, startups to be able to uh, grow. Uh, and then we work closely with Startup India uh, and with other entities, Invest India and so on, in, in helping formulate the policies uh, or in refining the policies which are already existing. And um, this is a, a, the, the policy part is a very important enabler in the entire ecosystem. And so we are very closely working with all the entities to come up with regularly um, uh, um, suggestions and ideas on uh, what new can be done. Um, of course, Niti Ayog is a think tank. And through Niti Ayog, many of these policies uh, get communicated. Uh, Mr. Amitabh Kant and Rajiv Kumar Ji, who are uh, the CEO and the VC, uh, they actively are involved in coordinating with the verticals and seeing what... Policies can enable innovation for them too. Right.
0: Thanks. So actually, okay. So there are there is a way, and maybe we will see more renewed face in terms of incubators coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, only yeah. Yeah.
1: Thanks. Now, many th- of the uh, policies that have been changed over the last uh, two three years, you would see uh, quite a few of them uh, very positively. Yeah, very positively, towards so No, no, yeah.
0: no doubt. So that's why but maybe uh, a little bit more focused on social sector, maybe technology is not making a absolutely, absolutely. difference. That, that
1: In a country like India, uh, social innovation, social entrepreneurship sure. is extremely important. important and we want to make sure that the right thrust is there. Uh, because unless you bridge the inequality gaps, uh, it will not be sustainable. Yeah.
0: Now I come to the last question which always is there from the middle road. Uh, what is that uh, aha moment for you? You have done so much. I mean, in the sense there's been a uh, exponential change ever since uh, Niti ayog Mr. Modi's government has come in. There's an exponential change in many aspects of business and innovation uh, in startups, MSE and other sectors is one of them and there's no doubt about it. It's been a total transformation and you have been involved in so many aspects of formation uh, but what is that aha moment which comes to you mind which you say okay if, wow this lightens my day something which is from the recent past which you think or maybe going forward which uh, if there's something which you're looking forward to really well, anything uh, which you <laughs> there be multiple of things I think you could talk about multiple things uh, actually every one. day
1: I find an aha movement okay. and I guess that's what motivates me on a daily basis uh, there's something that you start seeing which is happening and and uh, uh, you, you marvel at it uh, you see a young student in a tinkering lab creating. The other day I was in Sikkim and two young students from school have created a device for uh, measuring, you know, in Sikkim, for example, the problem is uh, when the gas cylinder runs out of gas, uh, the ability for them to contact uh, the gas cylinder company and replace the gas and for them to deliver in, in a timely fashion because of the hilly area and so on is very difficult. So for a couple of days, there is no gas. And and if you don't have gas in a house household, then you have a problem in terms of being able to cook or uh, oh, sure. whatever problems are there. So these two young students have come up with a device, an IoT-enabled device, okay. which will measure at any point in time the volume of gas that is remaining uh, based upon the weight. And and, and they have a, they also have a device on which uh, they make it easy for it to uh, roll around and get transported. And they have in, in also integrated a gas uh, leak detector in the uh, in the device, an IoT-based device. And now the gas company is looking at it very actively of being able to uh, sell all their gas cylinders along with this device. Uh, and that was an aha moment for me that day that, you know, how come nobody has thought about integrating a gas detector, gas leak detector and the volume. And, and, the, and a message gets... Automatically transmitted when the volume of uh, gas goes down to a certain point, to a certain Mm -hmm. threshold, to the uh, owner as well as to the company. And so the replacement of the gas cylinder is on time or before time. (laughs) That's a lovely thing and kids uh, doing it. And and that's like you talk about
0: IoT and how the sensors, the whole system is working.
1: So Uh, so for me, um, the AFL innovation mission has been a wonderful uh, exposure to um, what is possible. Uh, through innovation and entrepreneurship in our country, and also a great appreciation of the need for the same. You know, when you are working in a corporate uh, sector, you are very focused on the corporate's uh, revenue, profitability, turnover, etc., etc. Uh, you start becoming very exclusive uh, in your thinking. You start focusing on uh, the best returns of the investment that you are making uh, in your marketing, in your uh, customer segmentation approach and so on. In the government, you have to become very inclusive. Uh, you have to Whatever you are doing is still the uh, tip of the iceberg. Uh, if you think of setting up uh, in 5000 schools, adult Tinkering labs, you have to see how can I set it up in 500,000 schools. And that's a different approach and it calls for different mindset. It calls for a daily um, looking into uh, what can we do to make all of this happen.
0: I think uh, you shared a very wonderful uh, aspect which is known as well-being yeah. which maybe uh, New Zealand has incorporated and even Denmark right. uh, it's like you're right you know making it that it's economics is not the barometer I mean well-being is and how right. to make it more inclusive Correct. how to build a community and I think that's what's being done for the last five years and we're in a tremendous path tremendous moment to make it you know so go to levels which it's not been gone before so right. thanks for you know taking a lot of time innovation mission is impl- impl- implementing world, world beating policies i'll say for india uh, to become a global leader and i should share my best wishes for your future und- endeavors uh, thank you giving for giving me time and speaking in that thank,
1: thank you sure. so much for the patience as well as in asking all the questions that you did uh, i loved um, sharing it and I do look forward to more and more people joining the innovation bandwagon that our country needs yeah, I think there are so many people out there and uh, it's, it's thank we you are just on the right track thank, thank you. you thank you so thanks